be seated. Thank you, worship team, for leading us today. Trust and obey. As I grew up, that was the song. You've heard me share that. It was a song I really didn't like to sing. Didn't have much of a beat to it or anything as a kid, a teenager, but wow, as I got older, became one of my favorites because that's the bottom line, isn't it? To trust and obey. There's no other way. No other way. Would you pray with me? Father, we're in your presence because we believe in you. And we do trust you. And we understand that you're God. It's amazing to us. We can't wrap our minds around the fact that you as God loved us so much that you sent your only begotten son. And there on the cross, while he hung on that cross, we were on his mind. That's what it was all about. Not just us, but the sins of the entire, the whole world. Your mercy and grace are beyond our, our grasp in so many ways, but we're so grateful for it. Thank you for our salvation, for the hope we have in the Lord Jesus. And to think that you are within us today, meeting with us here, not because we're in a, a church house, but because we're the temples of the living God, the Holy Spirit. May he teach us as only he can do as we open your precious word today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you read those verses with me today? The title of our, of our message is Prayers and Praises. Let's read these verses together. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. That's the passage we're going to work from for a few moments this morning. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all things or circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And the one who calls us is faithful. You see, he will do what he says he will do. The term joyful here means to delight. It means a sense of well-being, a sense of satisfaction. It means a sense of, of contentment and confidence in the right way. It's not about happenstance. It's not about the circumstances always blowing in the direction that are positive in our life. But it's a sense of delight and well-being and satisfaction in the fact of a personal relationship that we have with God. You see, true joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith. There's a couplet, it's, you see it up there, it's a Scottish couplet, it goes like this. Prayers and praises go in pairs. They have praises who have prayers. Let me repeat that. Prayers and praises go in pairs. They have praises who have prayers. We'll build on that for just a few moments.
before we go to our question answer time today. I'm a little uneasy about what I'm about to do. Uh, I've made it a habit over the years of our ministry uh, not to get real personal when we open up the Word of God together as I preach, and uh, it should be all about Him and, and not about me. But I'm going to take a few liberties this morning, uh, do something in a little different way. I want to share two parallel testimonies with you. Uh, one of those testimonies involved Barb and I in a personal way. The other testimony involves you. So I want you to go with me back some three years. Can you do that? I'll give you a moment. Trace yourself back three years ago. As you're thinking about how things were, where you were at, what was going on in your life, and specifically, I guess, in particular concerning CCC. I go back three years. Barb goes back with me three years. Uh, we had just completed our ministry at United Church of Huntington in Huntington, Ohio. We had come home after 15 months. It was our fifth interim ministry. God was good. Uh, we lived in a little basement apartment out in the country. I'm not going to say that was the best place we've ever been. I'll tell you, uh, you beat that tremendously in placing us where we are here on Backbone Road. What a blessing that's been. But that wasn't the point. That's where God wanted us. And we were, we were glad to be able to get home. That was three years ago. We were home three days, and I found myself in the hospital. Um, kind of pride myself on being in some kind of shape, I guess. I walk a lot. I try to do things to stay in shape. Um, I eat everything put in front of me, you know. Um, but anyway, I was in the hospital. I have coronary artery disease. I had a stent put in a number of years ago, I think in my early 50s. I'm now 76. But anyway, uh, I had noticed some, some things going on down in Ohio in the last few months before our ministry was done. But Three years after, or three days after we got home at the close of that ministry, I was in the hospital and within a couple days having open heart surgery, having a four bypass, something that I thought would never happen in my life, but it did. Came through things very well, honestly. The re recuperation process went very well, physically and emotionally. I think I did quite well. People don't always respond physically like I did or emotionally like I did. Many get very depressed. However, uh, there was some major memory loss and it, it affected my ability to communicate. Um, I couldn't complete thoughts or sentences much anymore and that lasted for about a year and a half. I mean, that was a struggle. It was hard for me to find purpose or meaning. I mean, I'm not sure what you do for a living, but that's what I have done my entire life. I, I, I make a living, I guess, using my tongue. When you can't complete sentences or communicate much, it, it throws you for a loop. Um, I couldn't teach Sunday school anymore. I, I, I couldn't do pulpit supply of any kind had a hard time just talking with my family. And the reason I share that with you was it was in that setting where I ran across this passage of Scripture. Spent a lot of time in the Word. Uh, was asking God to do something, give me some type of direction or hope in my life. 
Uh, and I came across this passage that says, be joyful sometimes, right? No, always. I whipped through that one quick because the next one began to make sense. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. How are you supposed to do that? Well, for wise, we will because that's God's will for us. That was hard for me to grasp. But there is a God up there who's faithful. And uh, when he has a plan and purpose for your life, he'll follow through on it. He's, he's God. Amen? Now, I wasn't very good at this passage. I really wasn't. I'm much better off telling you what to do with the passage than I am in taking it and driving it home to my own heart. Most preachers are. It's sad, but it's true. You know what I mean. It's one thing to tell someone else what Scripture says, but when it gets personal, when it gets real, it's not always easy to apply, is it? I wasn't very good at it, but God began to work in my heart. He opened up a small door after a year and a half, and Barb talked me into, I think God was behind it, to, to do a funeral. And I did, and I thought it went terrible. She said it went tremendously well, and Shortly after that, someone from church called and asked if I would consider teaching a Sunday school class that I had taught a few years ago that had about 100 in it and met in the chapel. And I said, there's no way I can do this, but had lunch with the person who was heading all that up. And I started teaching. And then uh, it was in January. Or no, it was prior to that that I... Uh, felt led of the Lord to say, you know, do you really want me to do another one of these? Is it, is it over? Is it time to just uh, cash it in and step back? Um, but I felt led of the Lord to call IPM, and I did. I said, I'd like to try one more interim ministry. Uh, I'll let your response, Tom, Tom Harris, Came a friend of ours, he's the director of IPM. I said, I'll let your response be the answer as to God's will for us as a couple in all of this. Well, that's part of my testimony. Where were you at as a church three years ago? Um, we've interviewed most of you here in one way or another. We interviewed well over 50, 50 to 70 different interviews we did since we've been here. And you updated us. You gave us an overview of a lot of things. It, three years ago, I, I can't speak for you because you know more about the setting than we do. But it was a difficult time. We got feedback from many of you that you were wondering about your future as a church. What's God doing? What is he going to do? What does God have in mind? Um, Many said these are trying times, these are confusing times, quite disheartening. Morale-wise, things were struggling. Attendance-wise, things were struggling. I think when we came here, about year 60 or so. Financial giving was an issue because where does, where does the finances come from? It comes from those who attend, faithful people who give as God leads and blesses. I think uh, we could summarize it by walking back 
to uh, Carol Zier. Remember Carol? She was your office manager for seven years, and we were here shortly after we were here. She stepped aside and uh, went to another job or ministry where instead of working three jobs, she could work one. Um, but we had a farewell gathering, if you remember that, and she pretty well summarized, I think, things. As she said, you know, I've ministered here for seven years. And she said, uh, in the seven years that I've been here, I worked alongside or with five different pastors in those seven years. Uh, she wasn't saying that to complain, not at all. She was stating the facts. So. Three years ago, I was struggling. I really was. Three years ago, maybe you were struggling as a church body. I can't answer that. You know that better than I do. But mid to late January, we got a phone call from IPM. It said, can we place your name into a church in Princeton, Illinois? It's only four or five hours from you. You can do that one. And Tom said, uh, we believe you and Barb would be a good fit there. Would you be willing to go if they called you? Well, I didn't think anybody would be calling me in any way, but I said, yes, uh, go ahead. We'll see how this plays out. April 2019. First week of April, we arrived to minister here. Our sixth interim pastor ministry opportunity. Um, as we came, the thought is, please don't be in a hurry, don't be in a rush. Will you be willing to hang out here for a while? And I thought, I'll hang out here as long as you'll give me that opportunity. It probably won't be long, but that will teach you to say don't rush. We're still here. And behind all that was the thought of, you know, as a church body, uh, we could use some encouragement. We need some healing. God's good. We know that, but the thought is, let's just hang out together. Let's see what God will do. Uh, spend some time with us. Share what's on your heart, whatever. Um, May the 14th, 2019, Ken Baum, representing the elders, filled out and signed uh, what we call a memorandum of expectations. That's, that's what interim pastors are asked to do by IPM. And what it is, is CCC has certain expectations they want from their interim pastor or expect, and an interim pastor has certain responsibilities. I'm not going to take time to read through it all, but I, I highlighted a few thoughts here. Uh, we desire that the interim pastor help us with the following needs and provide care and encouragement throughout the interim process. Help us identify, and if we can, let's tie down some strengths and weaknesses that we as a body have and can work on. Help us to identify and develop leaders among us best we can, so forth. The thought is you're coming alongside us, we trust, to assist us in finding our next senior pastor for CCC. We would like the interim pastor to focus his time on the following priorities, relationships. 
Would you get to know us and love the body at CCC? Would you fulfill general duties that a pastor would fulfill best you can in a temporary way here as interim pastor? From the unique view of looking at CCC, in a sense, from the outside coming in, would you help us identify some of our core strengths and how we can build on those and promote those? Would you help us in looking for how those strengths would help us identify our next senior pastor? And also from that outside viewpoint or vantage point, would you help us identify some blind spots? How do we prepare the way so that CCC is healthy as possible? so that when our next pastor comes, that we can all, him and us, hit the road running. Um, will you help provide leadership and training necessary for the search team as they work through this whole process and all the initiatives and issues relating to that? that were some of the, those were some of the expectations that we agreed upon and worked together through. And, but I added two others to that without saying anything to anyone other than Barb and to the Lord. I said, Lord, um, is there any possibility that this church could grow numerically to a place where it could be financially stable and strong enough to be able to support their next pastor because as we've already mentioned, giving comes from people. It's how God works and how he provides. And so I, I set a goal in my own mind and heart of saying, Lord, um, could we reach 100 in attendance somehow? So this church is somewhere around the 100 mark to be stable, to move on. And, Praise the Lord, there's been a couple times since we've been here, we've been over 100, but we've been in the, the 90s quite consistently over the past few months prior to this COVID-19 thing. Last week, there were 92 here. I think Barry said there's like 83, 84 this morning. Our giving here at CC is up tremendously. Um, Rural churches across America are down 41% in their giving. This church is, uh, I don't know, 8, 10% or more above your budget in giving for this year. So you folks have been so faithful, but you see the attendance and the finances often go together as people faithfully trust the Lord. I'm just sharing that today, as I said, very hesitantly, because I don't like going down those roads. But you know, we've prayed together. As a couple, you've prayed as a church family. We've joined you in those prayers. And it's, it's amazing how God has answered prayers. And, and where there's pray, pray, prayers, there's praises, right? Remember what it said? Prayers and praises go in pairs. They have praises who what? Who, in a sense, faithfully pray. That's what we've been doing, and we've been working at some things together. And I'm encouraged. I, I trust you are. I mean, prayers have led us to an environment or attitude of where we can praise the Lord together today. Uh, we can be joyful today. God is good, whether the circumstances 
fall on our behalf or not at times. But God is always good. But we can be joyful today. We need to continue to pray faithfully. We need to be grateful in all things. I mean, we have tried, haven't we, as a body of believers together to be obedient to God's will. Uh, We shouldn't be surprised when God answers prayers and when you and I can praise him. You see, he who has called us is faithful. He's faithful. He not only will do it, folks, he's done it. And we need to give him praise, shouldn't we? I mean, we need to be grateful today. Um, we really should. I, I want to close here, Jason, and you can get ready to, to play one of my favorite songs that points us to the mountains that are so difficult at times to cross and get over. But this is from the semi-annual report back in May, and I'll just read it for time's sake, just a paragraph. It says it's, it's time for an overview of our ministry together. And then this comment, one of the greatest opportunities to take a church to a new level is during a pastoral transition. Most would never think that, okay? If a church is willing to seize that opportunity, it can be a transformational turning point toward greater health and mission effectiveness. Welcoming a new senior pastor to a healthy, functioning, spiritually renewed congregation is certainly a goal that's worth pursuing. Amen? And we've pursued that goal together. So I I believe it's wise for you and I as we move into this question-answer time because this question-answer time is, is about candidating week that if the Lord tarries begins next Sunday. Praise the Lord for that. And we need to give Him the glory. I I believe that CCC has fulfilled this goal. Don't just go through a pastoral transition. Rather, grow through a pastoral transition. And I think that's happened. I really do. And I'm proud of you folks. I commend you for your faithfulness for your encouragement to us as a couple and giving us an opportunity to spend quality time in serving the Lord who certainly deserves our service, but we're able to serve him as a couple by way of serving people like you. So I I thank you for that opportunity. And this is just a reminder. You go ahead, Jason, you can put the song on. This is just a reminder of how good God is and what he expects from us, even in times of struggle.